to be completely honest, I don't think I realized how much I didn't know until it's kind of like if I knew then what I know now, <laughs> would I be so courageous? Possibly not. Or I maybe would be much more cautious. Uh, amen. The Wingnut Social Podcast, Episode 23, Marketing Your Interior Design Business with Michelle Bennett. Have you hit a wall when it comes to growing your interior design business? Then welcome to Wingnut Social, the podcast specifically designed to accelerate your business through increased social media presence, impactful online content, and translating digital influence into physical success. This is your social media tightly fastened. Now welcome the host of Wingnut Social, Darla Powell. Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible. Get a free audiobook download and a 30-day free trial at audibletrial.com slash wingnutsocial. Over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. Hey there, wingnuts, and welcome to the Wingnut Social Podcast. I am your host, the head wingnut, Darla Powell, and I am joined by the ever soulless ginger, Nag. <laughs> Natalie Ann Graf, aka Nag. But Natalie, you also have a new term of endearment you've learned this week. I do, I do. Yes. I should, can I share that with the wingnuts? I love little nicknames. It, it's only a matter of time that you do anyways, and okay, I not, really don't think I have a choice in the matter, <laughs> so go ahead. Not only are you the soulless ginger and the nag, now I hereby dub thee, I'm, I'm doing an imaginary knighting ceremony with my sword, my emotional support ginger. Nice. <laughs> and the crowd's Do I get wild. paid extra for that? Uh, yeah, sure. Okay. Sure you right, do. Excellent. Excellent. <laughs> Natalie, you and I had a virtual heart attack, what was it, last weekend when we opened up our Facebook page. Yeah, I think you had the heart attack. Yeah, because you're cool as a cucumber. Seriously, wingnuts, nothing ever makes this woman nervous. <laughs> Me, I'm a rolling bag of nerves. I can't be nervous. It's my, <laughs> you know, my daytime job, you know, everything cool as a cucumber. So I open up the Facebook and I see that we're tagged in a post, hey, congrats to these podcasts for making it into architectural freaking digests, uh, 12 most recommended podcasts by interior designers. And I scroll down and lo and behold, Wingnut Social is listed as one of the podcasts, and then I died. It was quite the recognition. It was it was a shock. It was awesome, and thank you for all of our listeners and to make it possible. Thank you so much to Natalie Riddell for recommending us to Absolutely. Architectural Digest in her interview. So what makes us super special is, A, freaking Architectural Digest, but who else was listed in there was freaking Luann Nagara. Okay, is freaking going to be your new word besides amazing? I know, right? We should have a drinking game for the last show. How many times did I say amazing? 20. Okay, yeah. So okay. if you guys want to do a drinking game, listen to our last episode. You will get plastered <laughs> every time I say amazing. Um, you know, we're learning. We're learning as we go. So anyway, freaking Luann Nagara's podcast was on there. And so was Nick Mays to Chase Lounge and some other excellent podcasts that are business podcasts, not necessarily interior design, but some pretty heavy hitters. So... Still, like I said. Thank you. Totally dead. Yeah. Well, how about just thank you? <laughs> yes. Thank you is not enough, but thank you so much, Wingnuts, for listening to the podcast, leaving your reviews, and recommending it to friends and even your enemies. We really appreciate it. So 
On this week's episode, we have a treat for you. I don't know if you guys have heard, but Michelle Bennett of Michelle Bennett Design has her own podcast for interior designers called Business Homies. You guys may have caught it and checked it out. Michelle is an excellent interviewer and she brings interior design industry peeps on there. And as she says, she selfishly picks their brains for her own benefit, which is hilarious, but it's not entirely true because we all benefit from her podcast. And she's going to come on today and Little did we know that her previous career was a marketer, and now she's an interior designer. What could be better than that for the Wingnut Social Podcast? Sounds pretty good, like a win-win situation. Win-win. So she is super cool. She has the best eyebrows (laughs) I think I've seen of anybody. We just recorded an episode for her podcast. What was that? What's today? A couple days ago. Right, Friday. Yeah. So super natural podcast interviewer, and I just really am looking forward to picking her brain especially as a marketer, to see what steps she has taken to get her interior design business on the map and her podcast. Right. If you haven't heard of Michelle Bennett, let me tell you a little bit about her. Michelle Bennett is best known for her down-to-earth attitude and fun client experience. She knows how to reveal a home's inner beauty and sparkling personality without a lengthy, costly renovation. Having been surrounded by art her whole life, she brings a unique artistic perspective to every project. In 2016, Michelle transitioned to interior decorator after a 15-year marketing career. That's Wingnut Social Podcast Gold, don't you think, Nat? Uh, Yeah, why not? Michelle has worked on countless residential projects and been featured in Design Sponge and Rue Magazine. Wow. When she's not changing the world one throw pillow at a time, you can find her listening to a podcast or catching up on reality TV. Michelle recently launched a podcast called Business Homies, where she shares her experience and picks the brains of designers, decorators, and industry experts so she can level up her business and yours. Help me in welcoming Michelle Bennett to the Wingnut Social Podcast. Hey there, Michelle Bennett. Welcome to the Wingnut Social Podcast. How the hell are you? I'm awesome. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, no, I'm totally excited to have you on there. I was telling the wingnuts that this is kind of deja vu because I just did an interview for your podcast, Business Homies, which I told them all about. Amazing. Yeah, I know. I feel like we're BFF right now because we literally just talked for like over an hour last or two days ago. You actually are one of the best interviews I think I've had. You pulled a lot of information out of me. So you're very natural at it. Oh, thank you. That really warms my heart, actually. Thank you so much. <laughs> you know, and I mean, I mean every word of it, really. It was one of the most in-depth interviews I've given you with the questions that you asked and the way you come at it from such a sincere learning standpoint, I think, is what helps you with that. And uh, to the wingnuts, I bit my tongue today. So if I stutter a little bit, <laughs> oh my God, I'm having some worst. trouble speaking, yeah, articulating. Okay, so I already told the wingnuts listening that you are special in you had a marketing career for 15 freaking years. And now you're an interior decorator, interior designer. Yeah. So since this is a marketing podcast, and you are such so well respected in the interior design community, I wanted to talk a little bit about your marketing journey as it's transitioned over to the interior design side. You you have a Facebook group, Business Mm -hmm. Homies, you have the podcast, Business Homies. So I wanted to dive in and see how the marketing career has helped you in your interior design business and what advice you can give other interior designers starting their business or are new to the business, you know, for marketing their interior design firms and what you've learned. Because you're a relatively new designer, right? Yeah. So it's going to be three years in April. And wow. it's funny because, I mean, I say three years and that doesn't feel that new, but I still feel like such a newbie in so many ways. But mm-hmm. 
I really, really, I, you know, we listen to podcasts and you talk to, you know, business type people and they talk about the, you know, unfair advantage type. I don't know if you've heard that before, but, and I feel like my unfair advantage is definitely having come from the corporate world in marketing. Mm -hmm. And I definitely think it played a huge role in, in me being able to kind of get clients so quickly early on and, and also just being able to, you know, create a website, create a logo, basically do all of this stuff without like basically more or less on my own as a solo, but still have kind of the end result look like I got a team. Like that's what it I does. hear often. <laughs> it it I, really does. I know, and I've, I've really created all of the materials on my own. Only recently did I actually get some external help, which was Nicole Heimer, which you've worked with. And actually it was you that prompted me to actually reach out to her. Um, And she really gave me some great, uh, she basically tweaked all of my copy. But before that, um, it was really just me using my previous experience in marketing and using that to the best of my ability to kind of execute my business. Okay, walk me through this just a second. Okay, so you're in in marketing for 15 years. Can I ask Mm -hmm. how old you are? I'm going to be 40 this year. Okay. You don't look a day over 35. So, <laughs> um, Okay. So you're in marketing for 15 years. What was the thought that you had? Hey, I'm going to go be an interior decorator now. And what was the first planning, marketing planning you did to start your firm, to get the word out, to get those cl- early clients, like you said you got? Right. So it was funny. I had never, back when I got my condo, it was probably like, let's call it seven, eight years ago, I really got super ultra passionate about decorating my condo. I was making floor plans and I never once thought anything like it never crossed my mind. Like, Oh, this is like something you could do as a business, as a career until a friend of mine, after we bought our house and I had some friends come over say, you should totally be a designer. And I was like, huh? So then the seed was then planted And then it started to kind of germinate from there. But I never really thought anything of it. I thought, you know what, maybe that can be my five-year plan, you know, but there's no way I can really make that happen. But then I lost my job um, Mm. late 2015. I got the old boot. And I thought, you know what, that's, it's the universe because it it had been really time for me to to kind of leave marketing. It, It was really getting toxic for, for my mental health. Not that we're going to get into that because that's a whole different story. <laughs> that's but, another um, show. <laughs> a whole other show. It, uh, yeah. It's therapy really. But um, no, so I <laughs> thought this is the universe telling me, giving me that push. And I thought, well, there's no way in hell I'm going to go back to corporate. There's just no way I can do that. So I, I thought, you know what, I'm going to start a business. How hard can it be? <laughs> so, so how long did it take you to transition from being like sad about getting fired to like, oh, hell yeah, this is the universe talking to me. I'm going to start an interior design firm. What could go wrong? Probably half a day, literally. Oh, wow. And I mean, I'm not even exaggerating. I I was let go. I somewhat saw it coming. I feel like I manifested it for the last six months before that. But mm. I, 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 you know, I, I cried, of course, that day, mostly out of ego, not mm-hmm. for, you know, I'm not sad. I literally felt the hugest weight lifted off my shoulders and I got a really sweet severance package. So that obviously didn't hurt. So it gave me a good six month buffer. So full disclosure, you know, I I was in a really good position to be able to kind of lay down the groundwork for myself in order to start a business. 
So, okay. so I basically yeah lost my job. I thought, okay, no, I'm going to do this. And then I, that's when I started to kind of like, you know, build the foundation. So it started with a blog, which I launched uh, January, 2016. Was that um, your first marketing step then the blog? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, because at that point it was really weird. I, I don't know about if you had any of this because, you know, you totally changed careers without getting, you know, the formal training. I just, I had this really big thing where I was terrified to put it out into my own kind of network. Uh, mm -hmm. I felt like I would be judged. So I was really scared to actually blast it on any of my own personal social media channels. And there was only like a select few people I told because I just kept thinking, well, people are going to be like, who do you think you are? You know, what do you even know about this business? So mm -hmm. until I kind of started building up my own confidence, um, I really just started doing a few things kind of on, on the DL <laughs> until <laughs> I actually put it out there. So I, I basically built out a website um, and then I started to think about what would be the services that I would provide, which is just looks completely different than what I currently have as services. I originally thought I wanted to do an e-design business. Um, like I, I didn't want to have to leave my house. I didn't want to have to super interact with clients. I just wanted to kind of just <laughs> be in my pajamas and, and build this amazing online business. It was going to be amazing. I love it. Yeah. Am I talking to Darla or Michelle? <laughs> <laughs> Is that what you thought too? Um, no, but that but no, but nice. that last little part was 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 pretty much Darla word for word there. But <laughs> I I have a um, blog. You said blog was your first step in marketing. Did you create your website before you started the blog, or did you? How did that yeah. that play? Yeah. So basically, I mean, the first thing was like, oh, I need to decide what platform I should use. So I ended up landing on WordPress because somewhere along the way I read that it was the best platform. And then I, I bought a template to be able to build out my website. So it was mostly that I launched the blog. Um, and then I probably, this is going on memory, then I probably had like a couple other tabs on the website that maybe said a little bit about me. Um, I did, you know, certain blog like DIY type things. I did like the old, you know, 10 irrelevant facts about myself. And and then I just started to try to, you know, put something out on the internet that would, you know, do the SEO work and start to build out some of that. Um, so but it was, wait, it was more or less a website. That SEO work is cheating because of your previous career. So <laughs> what's what's the number one thing that you can think of that carried over that has helped you get, you know, Hey, I'm not going back to corporate. So yeah. what, is, what is the number one thing for marketing for, for your marketing website yeah. for your website when you pick the WordPress and then you launch the blog? Do you I mean, what was it? You know, it's hard to identify one specific thing, but I think okay, the, the biggest thing that I knew and I it was weird because before I when I was in marketing, I worked for a franchise company. It wasn't an online business, but for whatever reason, I'd been listening to Amy Porterfield's podcast, mm -hmm. like religiously. She was probably the very first podcast I ever listened to. And I learned a lot about online marketing. And that was where I thought that, you know, that's kind of where the idea of creating an online business was was started, even though none of that was really anything that was relevant in the type of marketing I was doing in the corporate world. But after kind of listening to a lot of that, and I think it was a, it was a combination of just knowing that 
what I needed to do with my website was just be as authentically myself as I could. So the, the whole concept of I need to create a website that turns people off of me that I shouldn't be doing business with and attracts people to me that that are like me or appreciate Perfect. the type of personality that I am. Right. And that's that puts you so far ahead of the game right out of the gate because it takes people a long time to get that direction and to to know to do that right from the get-go. So it's no wonder you got some ideal clients right right from the beginning. It took us about a year, I think, to finally get get a grip on that. Well, and if I'm being completely honest, I definitely got amazing clients who very often would say things like what really attracted me to you was your the personality on your website. So mm-hmm. even the 10 facts that I wrote about myself I actually had a client, one of my very first clients, actually speak to that. And actually, the, you know, I talked about my cats on that. I talked about, you know, my father's an artist. And she just, she really resonated. She loves cats, like, a lot. So mm-hmm. it was these weirdly, like, just what seemed to be, like, no big deal that really, really resonated with a lot of people. And And the other thing for me, too, was that I just felt like, for the last 15 years, I hadn't been my true self. And mm-hmm. I thought, you know what, if I'm going to do this, it's time to for me to embrace myself. And, and I feel like sometimes people say, I can be, you know, I'm a little quirky. I'm like loud. <laughs> I'm this, I'm that. And I thought, you know what, this is the time for me to kind of embrace that and just just be me. So it was kind of, I knew marketing, you know, it was important for marketing to, to totally have a point of view that way. But I also was like, you know what? It's time for me to totally embrace myself and who I am and start building like confidence, which sounds super cheesy, but it was it was a very intentional thing that I did. So let's dive a little bit deeper into that. And you said that you knew from marketing that that was the way to be. How did you know from marketing that that was the strategy? I mean, what was it you had learned or practiced in the past? I mean, is that in a marketing handbook? Hey, you know, embrace yourself. You're quirky. You like cats. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Definitely the cat thing is in the handbook. Yeah. No, (laughs) um, page 10. (laughs) um, So what's really interesting I'm going to say is that I don't really truly feel so a little background about myself for a little more context is that I'm actually a trained graphic designer, not a trained marketer. So I started as a graphic designer and then kind of evolved into a more marketing role. So everything I learned about marketing, I definitely learned from the bosses that I had at the various companies that I worked in. And I, I have to be honest, I wouldn't say that that piece was something that I learned while in corporate. I really truly feel that that was something that I learned from listening to all of these podcasts, Mm -hmm. from just doing my own kind of side research on learning as much as I could about a business and be just, you know, marketing and and how to start a business. So Marie Forleo was another big podcast slash, I think it was probably videos that I was watching for her at the time, because I don't think she had a podcast. But she was a big guru that I followed who very much talked about the fact that your website needs, I think a lot of people are afraid to turn people away either with their services and they're just trying to be too many things to too many people because they're afraid of what it might do. But I think that the key is really to get really specific and to get very real and authentic in order to 
mm-hmm. to be able to allow yourself to be yourself and to get to, to be able to work with people who who really resonate with that. Absolutely. I love it. And that's what we, you know, preach, you know, <laughs> ad infinitum here at Wingnut Social. That is yeah. the only way to be. Because sure. yeah, you are quirky. You are a little different. But I think that that creates a a fan base, you know, yeah. for those people that are going to be your ideal client. And then when they do hire you and when you say, yeah, let's work together, it's not misery. Exactly. <laughs> you guys get each other and you can talk about your cats. Exactly. So, you said that was Marie Forleo? Marie Forleo. Yeah. So okay. she's, she, yeah, I highly recommend looking, like doing, like looking into her because mm-hmm. she's full, she's full of videos. She's got like a whole uh, YouTube channel. It's called, cool. uh, I think it's Marie TV. Anyway, she's amazing. Okay. So my mind is like going in a million different directions here. Oh, shocking. <laughs> shocking. I know. I actually have a brain that works, you know, sometimes. <laughs> but anyways, so you come as a graphic designer. Yeah. You're in We're marketing. Hiring, by the way. Yeah. You're in marketing. <laughs> and now you're going to be an interior designer. And along this way one. well i know but but i mean i'm just saying like in the pretense and along this way you started a, a website then you started a blog and you have a podcast I, I mean that's why the podcast what what made you start the the podcast for your strategy was there any strategy behind that for marketing okay so before i did the podcast i was okay i was in all these groups as you guys obviously know you have a group as well mm-hmm. you know the the wingnet social groups the but this was probably even before your group existed you it know was. the what they don't teach you in design school and all of these groups and i i was fairly active in the groups and what i started noticing was happening was that Oh, I, I had actually a client facing Facebook group before I had my business Facebook group because again, I was going to start a need to design business. So I thought what I should do is this free group where I offer free advice, da 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 da, whatever. I've since shut it down because it doesn't align with my goals because I don't want any design business. But what was happening was a bunch of designers kept trying to join that group. What and do you don't want any design business. It, well, and, and the thing was, I wanted this like very pure audience in that okay. group, right? So gotcha. it's not, it wasn't about competition, like, oh, I don't want designers. It was, I want to know that my audience is truly the audience that I'm trying to speak to, as opposed to like, it's all like 50% designers who really, you know, already know all of this stuff. And it's mm-hmm. kind of, you know, skewing my numbers. So then I thought, right. well, you know what, maybe it could be interesting if I just started my own Facebook group, but the whole, you know, it wouldn't be like the other Facebook groups that I'm in. It would be more about me just doing Facebook lives and sharing my journey of starting this business. And I thought, well, that could be interesting because there's not really any groups like that. It's all very much people who haven't been in the business for so long, you know, telling us and helping us along the way. So this would be kind of like a different angle on what people could be following and getting inspiration from. So then once I did that, I thought, and I, you know, I had the group for a while and I think I have like an audience of just over a thousand in there and it's really great. And the whole purpose is, you know, chronicle my journey of starting this business, the ups and the downs and being as real as possible so that people don't feel alone. Um, and also something for me to look back on hopefully in 10 years when I'm rocking it and I can laugh <laughs> on, you know, those crazy early on days. You're and, then I thought, <laughs> and then I thought, well, you know what? What if I started a podcast and the the real strategy is not to drive business in any way for me. 
the the main strategy or goal of the podcast is for me to be able to pick the brains of people that I really respect. So, you know, in all these Facebook groups, people are always commenting on this or that. And sometimes I'm like, oh my God, that sounds amazing. I would love to know more about that. So now I have this great excuse to reach out to a, a designer or industry expert where they're they're flattered and they'll actually yeah. talk to me as opposed to if I say, hey, do you mind if I pick your brain? The answer would probably be crickets. And now people actually talk to me. So it's been a really, really, and obviously along the way, it helps other people as well. Right. That's diabolical, but in a very good way. Yeah. I do like it. Okay. So the, <laughs> face, the, the Facebook group that you have currently mm-hmm. isn't for clients. No. The podcast isn't necessarily for clients. So those are basically just for to document your journey and Learn. to get the education. Okay. So for your actual interior design business to get clients, what are you currently focusing on marketing for now? Social media or? Yeah, or it's what? very much social media. Um, okay. Pretty much. I mean, I don't have the numbers in front of me, but Facebook, Instagram, um, and then word of mouth is really where I'm getting my business. As of the last year or so, probably last six months, I made a really concerted effort that I want to go after a higher um, budget client. Mm -hmm. So I've really tried to tweak my copy in order to make sure that it's speaking to that client. I'm really trying to do local networking. So I'm trying to do things um, in Toronto. So I'm based in Toronto. I'm trying to figure out ways to kind of bump elbows with other business owners uh, or people who just are in a higher income level. I haven't totally cracked that code yet. It's kind of an ongoing, you know, trying to figure out exactly where I need to be. But that's, I haven't spent any, you know, marketing dollars or other efforts aside from social media. So, yes, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, that's it. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. So in the, let me just backtrack a bit. So in the beginning, when you were first starting and you put out your blog and you put out your website, did you market those through the client facing Facebook group? Did you boost Facebook posts or did you put stuff then on social media? Yeah. So I I never boosted a Facebook post. The only thing I did early on was I ran an ad in a newspaper, very like local kind of area (laughs) in Toronto. And and I, I did it. It was $500. And I thought, you know what? This is not going to yield me any clients because I know enough about marketing to know that that's more kind of like brand marketing as opposed to immediate like direct response marketing. So I had very low expectations, but it actually turned into a client. But my strategy early on, um, which worked very, very effectively for me early on, was that in Toronto, there's pockets of neighborhoods that have Facebook groups basically geared to them. So for example, mm-hmm. I live uh, just outside Toronto, the beaches. So I'm in the Toronto beaches, Facebook group and other kind of niche pocket Facebook groups in Toronto. So what I would do is I would read the the rules of the group. And it would say that you're allowed to promote your business on whatever days. So I would actually create a calendar that would remind me to actually post on those days. And I would, I would just really casually create either I would maybe share a blog or I would say things like, I try to keep it very casual, mm-hmm. like not too hard, like business salesy. And I would just say things like, you know, I'm a local uh, decorator. Um, here's where you can schedule, you know, I do this, this and this. Here's where you can schedule a call. And, and honestly, the very first time I posted in a group, I'm not even lying to you. 10 minutes later, I had my, that was my very first client and it was a uh, paint consultation. And 
We have something here similar in mm-hmm. the States. I'm not sure if it's worldwide or anything. It's called nextdoor.com. Okay. Where they do that and they break it down with your geography. And I, I, we don't do it here, but we have heard of a lot of designers and a lot of home pros that you do use that and that has been, have been very successful, but we haven't delved into that yet. So I wanted to go back again to you said, um, about the ad, the $500 ad that you said that you knew from experience that it was more of a brand marketing versus a getting a client to pick up and call you. Can you explain a little bit? Why is that? Cause I know a lot of designers here, you know, even in the groups are like, Oh, you know, I'm going to do an ad in Lux magazine and it's, mm-hmm. you know, $1 billion. Yeah. I'm going to do an ad here in print. Is that still viable? Is it still relevant? And what is the difference between the brand marketing um, concept of that versus direct the, response? Yeah, the direct response. Yeah. So it was interesting because early in my career with, uh, you know, in corporate, we really did a lot of focus on brand marketing. So the main difference uh, for brand marketing versus direct response is brand marketing is just um, getting brand recognition. So you're not providing any offer or call to action. It's kind of like, hey, I'm Michelle Bennett Design. I do this, this, and this. And you maybe show like a beautiful interior. And the thing with brand marketing is that consistency is definitely key. So it's kind of like you always want to be um, in people's faces. And it's it's really the the goal of it is brand recognition a lot of businesses, most businesses now, um, unless you're like, you know, your Nikes or whatnot, um, don't tend to want to put money into brand marketing because it's really hard to be able to identify the, the return on that. So direct response marketing is where you provide a call to action. And a lot of the times it's very easily tracked. So that means, you know, I spend $500 on an ad. Um, I, I direct you to a certain place that allows me to quantify how many leads I got, uh, how, and then, you know, and drill that down. So my cost per lead is if I got two leads and the ad was 500, my cost per lead is $200 per lead. Then I mm-hmm. find out, well, if the two leads, then maybe one of them became an actual client. Right. So brand marketing, you basically are just getting your name out. Direct response is being able to identify the cost per lead and really kind of identify the costs and the return on investment. So there's a lot of brand marketing going on on social media now and because it's a lot of, you know, here we are, here's our pretty stuff. Maybe yeah. not everything has a call to action. It's, you know, the Gary Vaynerchuk jab, 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 right hook, Yeah. you know, and then the 10th one is here, you know, here's our consultation and, you know, give us a call or something. Yeah. So if you're advising an interior designer today, just starting out, what percentage of the brand marketing uh, strategy would you recommend as opposed to the direct response strategy? So I would say that your social media, anything in the social media world is going to be more of your brand. And what's great about it is a lot of the times that can be completely free and you don't even have to spend any money against it. So to me, you know, a lot of the social media marketing that you're doing is a lot of the no like trust. So you're you're really Mm -hmm. doing a lot and you're not you know, going hard, you know, to try to convert or sell something, you're just trying to make sure that you're building that credibility until somebody, you know, at the right moment, especially for interior design, I find that it's it's very much something that people do when they're ready. And sometimes mm-hmm. they'll even contact you when they're not totally ready. I don't know if people notice that where, you know, and I do this all the time, <laughs> I'll reach out to somebody about something I get a response and then I like fall off the face of the earth because I wasn't truly ready <laughs> for mm-hmm. whatever that was. But the the big thing for me, um, and I see it in the Facebook groups all the time, is where people start talking about things like 
paying for a, a door knocker or a flyer or mm -hmm. an ad in a paper. And the, the reality is, even on your website, I think the, the statistics are like 1% of people are going to convert on your website. Wow. Um, and this was like when I, this would have been a couple of years ago, but when you start to do the math on how many people come to your website and you think about conversion using those numbers, then you know that you really need to get traffic to your website in order for it to, to really see the success that you need. Um, but a lot of people will talk about, you know, sending a flyer and then they're upset that they don't, they didn't get the response. But the reality is the conversion rate on things like that is extremely low. Like I would expect, like I said, a 1% or less than 1% conversion. So if you're sending out 5,000, if you do the math on that, then you can get really real about your expectations on what that might look like. And if you're going to spend money on something, then I really, really recommend that you have some form of call to action or offer or something that gives them a reason to reach out and also mm -hmm. something that you can identify so that you can actually qual like quantify the money that you've spent and and what it's actually driven in your business because you know especially if we're new um, in the business it's really important that we're spending money in the right areas so it's really important that you can try to track that to the best of your ability. That's awesome. And I, that's exactly what I would recommend also as far as the, the brand marketing. I mean, you social media is for the most part free. Yeah. You know, load that up with your brand. Here we are. Here's what we're about. Here's what, yeah. how, here's what we look like. But if you shell out some cash, like if you if you shell out cash on Instagram and Facebook, there's tracking pixels. Yeah. Facebook has a tracking pixel. At Wingnut Social, we actually have dedicated URLs where mm -hmm. we can track for our clients and see what the um, the ROI is. And it's funny that you say, you know, because you, you want to build your brand over time and people know, like, and trust. Yeah. So we just signed a client that had been sitting around for seven months, just kind of, you know, seeing us there and yeah. knowing that we're available, you know, top of mind. And she just signed. She was ready. Kinda. Yeah. But <laughs> no, she yeah. was. And I think, yeah. I think the readiness with some of the uh, interior design clients that sign is, and in this client's, she should have signed mm -hmm. three months ahead of time before they started with the architectural plans. Mm -hmm. And maybe that's something as designers that maybe we should get out there and say, hey, if you're thinking about building a house or you're thinking about doing a total demo before the architect draws all these plans and says, <laughs> yeah. this is how it has to be. Yeah, we had to correct Call a stuff. designer because, yeah. you know, sometimes a designer will go, wait a minute, let, let, let's, yeah. let's fix that. <laughs> totally. Okay. So Michelle, so you did mention that you learned a lot from the podcast and I, that they're such a great resource. Your podcast is a great resource. I'd like to hope that ours is a, a decent resource. You know, Luann Nagar, Chase Lounge, all the interior. So you guys, if you're listening to our podcast, also check out all these other podcasts. You, there's so many different angles and points of view. You'll learn, you'll take something away from each of them. Mm -hmm. And this, this mm -hmm. may be totally off the subject. Is there one podcast that you listen to the most that you learn the most when you dove in and said, hey, I'm going to do this. This is what I'm going to do. I'm leaving corporate. Here I go. What'd you listen to the most? Yeah. Well, you know what? It's funny because then it, you're actually right. I mean, I, the, the minute I decided I was doing this, I came across the Shays Lounge podcast and that was the podcast. Mm -hmm. Well, first of all, that like planted the e-design seed in my head. I don't remember. I actually remember the episode I listened to. And, but the thing about his podcast that when I started listening to him at the time was that there were so many designers that he was interviewing that did not have the, tr have training and had these really successful businesses. So to me, it was just like, so right. inspiring. Like I just, 
it wasn't even so much like, what do I need to do? Um, it was more just like getting that inspiration to help build my confidence to know that, okay, if this person can do it, I can also do it. And to be completely honest, I don't think I realized how much I didn't know until it's kind of like, if I knew then what I know now, <laughs> would I be so courageous? Possibly not. Or I maybe would be much more cautious, oh. but yeah. Amen. But, uh, but then once I started to get into it and then I learned about Kimberly Selden, which was a really big one. I paid for her membership for probably about a year. Me too. Yeah. And then I implemented her 10 steps in my own like spin for what made sense for me. Uh, I bought, you know, some of her books. And then obviously, as soon as I got Luann Nigera's podcast, like that is like a regularly in the mix podcast. And now I just have like... <laughs> way too many podcasts that I can't keep up with. But now I just try to listen to whatever ones feel relevant to kind of what I'm trying to actively do. Wingnut social. Yeah, exactly. Wingnut social. <laughs> um, but it, 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 I find that the one thing is, that's really important is try not to let yourself try to do too many things and try to just keep the amount of content that's coming to you relevant to your current goals and or what you're currently trying to execute in your business because sometimes it can feel a little overwhelming and, and it can have like the opposite effect on what you're trying to do. So I think it can be a slippery slope sometimes, but. Right. So speaking of Kimberly Selden, she has a podcast, right? Called Business of Design. You were on her show recently. You did a coaching episode, which was really good. I actually listened to it twice. I love it. It was that same extracting the information from, and you asked her some really hard hitting yeah. questions. So she kind of made her, you made her have to think. I did. You know what it was? I reached out to them um, in the, I basically reached out and said, like, can we do a podcast where it's more like, um, oh, God, it's escaping me role playing. Mm -hmm. And I didn't feel like we totally role played. But, but it was still that was the whole premise. And I said, I'm happy to be the like the pretend guest on the podcast, if you don't have anybody else to do it. <laughs> so that's kind of what prompted it. Because sometimes I find you hear this advice, but I'm like, I need to hear what you would say in your words to a client. Like, sometimes that's the mm -hmm. hardest part. Right. And I loved hearing it because I think yeah, that's was, a question we all want to ask. Yeah. We want to see you in action. Exactly. How would you yeah. say this? So it was kudos. Brilliant. Do you, you. What was the episode number? So if someone wants to check that out. I, that's a great question. <laughs> um, Michelle Bennett, you know, business of design. We'll put the, all the information in the yeah, show Yeah, yeah. We'll look it up and it'll be in the show notes. <laughs> all righty. So Michelle Bennett, thank you so much for giving us your insights to some of your marketing journey. I, I love hearing how you've grown and evolved with your marketing but in your interior design business. And I think you're a, a brilliant, brilliant interior design personality. Oh, thank you. Having said that, you're very welcome. Are you ready for What Up Wingnut? Oh my God, I'm so excited. I forgot about What Up Wingnut. Yes, I'm ready. <laughs> I'm scared, but I'm ready. <laughs> Don't be scared. Don't be frightened. Okay. Now it's time for What Up Wingnut. Wingnut. Michelle Bennett, yeah. if you were a tree, what kind of tree would you be? Okay, well, I'm going to be lame because I'm Canadian. I'm just going to say maple tree. Because <laughs> All you Canadian. Canadians say the same thing. <laughs> oh, wait, right. what? Really? Oh, crap. Yeah. 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 Oh, okay. And all okay. Of, no, I changed my answer. No, no. Change my answer. Nope, too late. Too late. <laughs> it's over. Next. If you were on death row, oh. what would your last meal request be? Sushi. Ah, okay. Mm -hmm. Sushi. That's interesting. Ooh. If you could only have one superhero power, what would it be and why? Okay. Well, this is a very serious question. Um, it is. A super we're very serious. Okay. Well, do you really mean like in the true context or can it be like anything? 
in the world. Anything you want. Anything, any superpower, anything you consider a superpower. I think it would be, it's not really a superhero power, but I would like to have just like confidence, like all the confidence in the world where I always just trust myself Hmm. in all aspects of life. Confidence girl. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Has a real ring to it, doesn't it? (laughs) You come off as incredibly confident though, I have to tell you. So well, I I dupe everybody. (laughs) (laughs) Don't we all? Um, Okay. And last but not least, can you recommend a book that you have read that has significantly impacted you either personally or professionally that you could recommend to the Wingnuts listening? Yeah. And I really fear that this has already been one. So if it has, then maybe I'll go to another one. But I feel like every woman in the world needs to read You Are a Badass and You Are a Badass at Making Money. Has, mm. has anybody said that one yet? Nope. You're the first. Yeah. Okay. Badass. It's so freaking good. It's so good. And and if you only want, I listen to them. I don't even read them because I'm that guy. I, I don't read books. I Me too. do the audiobook. I listened to, I've listened to it like three times. I've like gifted the audiobook to friends who I feel like it could be of help. The it's so good. I feel like everybody uh, needs to. Who was the author? I, can't, I have them too. Um Jen Jen Sincero. Sincero. Yeah, something like and that. that. Those I have those on um, Audible Audio from Audible.com, yeah. which of course the Wingnuts listening, if they go to audibletrial.com slash wingnutsocial, you can get your free trial and yes. download that. Yes. So, those so are good. both very good. Mm-hmm. And th- th- she does use a couple swear words. In yeah. There, so and it's you're... a, yeah, it's a great read too. Like it's, I relate mm-hmm. to her the way she's written the book. I'm like, I feel like I'd be your friend. So yes, if you mm-hmm. offend easily, it might not be for you, but I just think it's <laughs> such a good book. Both it's raw. It's honest. Yeah. And it's, it's really good. You know, um, thank you for reminding me of that because I, I'm going to go back and listen to them. I have this huge library. Of you know what? I'm going to go back now. too. I feel like it's one of those books that you just got to listen to over and over again and be reminded of all the <laughs> lessons because so good. So what's up? What's next for you? Where can the wingnuts find you? What's next for you and your podcast? Where can we see you in real life or what's going on with you there? I don't know if you can see me in real life. I need to be going to more <laughs> events. So I'm hoping people can see me in real life, but that's not really real right now. Um, no. Uh, well, you can visit michellebinette.com to check out my website. Um, mm-hmm. My podcast, like I said, like you said, is Business Homies. In Facebook land, if you go to Business Homies, um, it's a Facebook group. You can request access That's where you can see me, not in real life, but I often go live. I try to go every week and I just share. It's really just me trying to share my journey of starting this crazy business. And as we all know, the the emotional roller coaster that is entrepreneurism, like it's just, it's (laughs) like one day you're on this amazing high, the next day you're possibly crying in the corner. And I share it all. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast, Michelle. You're excellent. Oh, thank you so much. I can't wait to hear mine. I know. I'm so excited. Now I got to get get to work and and edit mine. So that's the goal is hopefully to get some some podcasts live probably in the next couple weeks or so. So yes. Yeah. I have, I'm nervous about mine because oh, you were so in depth. I'm like, oh, I was goofy. Did I do a good job on that? Because you of did course, an you know, amazing always, job. I'm always like, okay, good. All right, good, good, good. No, we're Thanks good. For the pat on the back. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us, Michelle. Thank you, you so one. much. You know what, Natalie? I forgot to ask Michelle Bennett about her roller derby history. 
I think that could be a whole nother show. So maybe we should save that. <laughs> I actually saw a picture on her Facebook today of uh, a roller derby promo that she did with her team. It was pretty funny. It's Check it out. Pretty, yeah. Check it out, Wingnuts. It was hilarious. <laughs> it's not hilarious. It's something else. But you guys have to go follow her on Facebook to see that uh, that quality uh post there for Michelle Bennett. She is definitely a very interesting and deep personality. So let's try to find some nuggets here. What's, what's your nuggets that you've taken away from this show? Well, I got a lot. I think the biggest one I had was the local marketing she did when she first started out with her equivalent of nextdoor.com, her Canadian equivalent of, you know, the little neighborhood groups and the, the Facebook groups that she did. Right, Facebook. Mm-hmm. And she said that make sure you read the rules because there are rules that apply to these Facebook groups, mm-hmm. and that she was allowed to post what she did one day a week, and that was her marketing for the week. That was her social media strategy that's for that week. Yeah, that's what stood out to her that got her the clients in the very beginning, because I, I was kept trying to distill you know, how she started marketing. I mean, she had the SEO down. She had the website down. She had, But I really want to know how she got the word out there to, to promote her authenticity, and that was the first thing she thought of. Also, the the podcasts. I mean, how many of us listen to podcasts to, to learn how to start this business? She mentioned the Chase Lounge. He was also one of the first podcasts. I listened to, along with Luann Nagar as a well-designed business, I, I gleaned so much information to start this. She also had two more. Oh, okay. But before you get into those two more, another nugget is make sure you stay focused on what podcast you want to listen to. Because if you try to listen to too much information at one time, you become overwhelmed. That's true. And I'm easily overwhelmed. So Or think, distracted. So really just listen to Wingnut Social. Yes. <laughs> no. But she also listened to Amy Porterfield. Mm-hmm. What's, uh, I have to get the name of her podcast. We'll put that in the show notes, which you can get at wingnutsocial.com. And she listened to Marie. What was? Marie Forleo. She has a U- uh, YouTube channel. I don't think she has a podcast. She said she didn't say she did, but we'll also put those links in the show notes at wingnutsocial.com. Absolutely. And another good thing is if you're going to spend money and you're going to advertise, have a call to action. Yeah. Know what you want. Have a call to action. Right. Because in this day and age, you know, putting a big magazine ad or a big newspaper ad doesn't really make sense when social media is basically free for your branding awareness marketing. Absolutely. Right. Okay, guys. So remember, also, Natalie and I will be emceeing Luann Live, and that's going to be March 30th through April 1st at Short Hills, New Jersey at the Hilton. At the Hilton. That's going to be a two and a half day event filled with interior designers, marketing experts, people that can take your interior design business to all new heights. And we look forward to seeing you guys there. Check that out at LuannLive.com. That's L-U-A-N-N-L-I-V-E.com. Get your tickets. We would love to see you. Make sure you come up and say hi to us and tell us if you listen to the podcast and we will squeeze the heck out of you if you do. And Wingnuts, we will be at High Point in Mm -hmm. April, and we will be at Chandra Ruggs on Sunday with Mm -hmm. Nicole Heimer of Curo Electro, and Darla and Nicole will be giving you all kinds of nuggets for your social media and what to put out there and how to get clients, real clients, and it should be really fun. Yeah, so we're going to cover the social media part and how to do your post in such a way to Clients are actually going to throw money at you to do your space. And then, of course, Nicole Heimer of Curio Electro has her amazing branding and marketing and email funnels portion of that. And it all just goes together so beautifully. Absolutely. And we'd love to hear from you, Wingnuts. If you have any questions about what's going on in Short Hills, if you want to know anything about High Point, by all means, email us, reach out. We're here. And where can they email us? Uh, info 
at wingnutsocial.com. Yes. So Wingnuts, if you like what you hear, please hit that subscribe button and be sure to follow us on all our social channels at Wingnut Social. If you have any burning, hot and heavy social media marketing questions, email us again at info at wingnutsocial.com. And be sure to tell your friends what the hell, tell your enemies about the podcast. And we look forward to seeing you guys next week. So long. See ya. You've reached the end of this episode of Wingnut Social, but that's only your first step. Be sure to head to wingnutsocial.com to reach out to us directly and schedule your free consultation with one of our Wingnut Social Media Specialists to take your business from social mediocre to social media master. We'll see you on the next episode of Wingnut Social, your social media tightly fastened. In 2016, Michelle transitioned to interior director. <laughs> the Wingnut Social Podcast, episode 23. Farting is fun. <laughs> I forgot what I said. What was I going to say? I thought you said we don't. Hey there, Wingnuts, and welcome to the Wingnut Social Podcast. I'm your host, Head Wingnut. I got to do that again. I forgot what I was. <laughs> I forgot which job I had.